How do we know when a track has become a classic? I'm sure this will probably be different for all of us, but I believe there are some clues that we can follow to discover it. Firstly, we could say that a track is a classic when it becomes a reference in people's life. When other artists keep dropping in, in the dance floor over and over the years and still work like crazy, like the first day. Or when they are used once and again as inspiration on new productions or sets. say that a track is a classic if the melody gets stuck on your head and time to time over your life you surprise yourself singing it in the shower or when you are in a wedding and the DJ plays this nightish track and everyone goes crazy to it from your uncle who will tell everyone about his amazing summer in Ibiza in 1995 to your little cousin who probably listen a remix of it on TikTok but for me, what makes a track a classic is its capacity of transporting you to that day. That summer day in the beach, um, that night in the only club in your village with your friends that will be remembered forever. Because music are emotions, emotions that we also link to memories. And that's the cherry on top of the cake. It's what keeps tracks alive over the years and over generations. Is uh, Donna Summer on your parents' first date? Is uh, Homework by Daft Punk on your brother's vinyl on, on a Sunday evening? It is also your friend talking about her teenager's years in Slovakia listening to Underworld and achieving her dream concert in Wembley a few years ago but it's also that smile in your face every time you listen to it. And yeah, all that alongside, obviously, the quality of the production, the creativity of the melodies, and the soul of the performance, is, in my opinion, what make a track a classic. Welcome to Soundcheck and Stories. Check-in stories, a podcast by April to July.
Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Sound Check and Stories. Uh, episode 6, a special day with a very special guest, uh, Fabian. He is a resident technical creative director, <laughs> artist booker. Basically, he is the crisis man of A to J. Yeah, he's the boy for everything. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Soundcheck and Stories. Wow, I mean, great introduction. And uh, yeah, oh, thanks, thanks. And do you know what? I'm really, really just pleased that... Am I your first face-to-face interview? It is, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. we started the project in January, no? And yeah. Uh, yeah, we have made all the episodes using like Skype. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a special one. Yeah, I mean, the restriction is almost over. And we are allowed to mix households. So yeah, here we are. I'm very In, pleased that I'm the first person that's got to be the first face to face. So <laughs> woo, go <in>. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to talk about the uh, down tempo. Okay, with, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. You. Yeah. But uh, before that, mm. what do you think that makes a track a classic? Oh, God, just hit me with that after that amazing (laughs) intro. And this is why I always get nervous with these kind of things, because, well, I couldn't prepare that. So now I'm thinking, okay, what do I think makes a classic? It's weird how subjective that thing is, isn't it? Because, like, I guess I've always thought what a classic is, is something that's actually, I guess, true to the name, an old track. That's what I've always considered the classic to be. I know it isn't necessarily that. So mm-hmm. when someone says, oh, that's a classic, I normally think they're referring to a track that's you know old. But I guess it's like, why did that old track become Pick so up. popular? And I think, well, firstly, you summed it all up with the intro, definitely, all of those things. I think it's, for me, definitely like catchy. Catchy as F, you know what I mean? <laughs> if it's catchy as F, can't swear because my parents would be like, don't swear. <laughs> if it's catchy as F and it just you know, it sticks in there, it sticks in forever. And that's why it then becomes a classic because it's timeless. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, now what you say um, uh, regarding like it needs to be like an old track or it doesn't need to be like an old track. Yeah. Because also I think that it doesn't need to be like um, um, one of these like really well done track like obviously mm. you will say uh, I don't know um, something from ABBA or from um, The Eagles or whatever mm. no but it's also mm. like this uh, track that you talk once in one of your videos like boom 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 oh uh, yeah and then I would say <laughs> like, but, but yeah. that's a classic as well no it at least from, from us for like you or know, a guilty or pleasure like, as well nostalgia nostalgia yeah, yeah. element of nostalgia Interesting though, in like the electronic music world, what I've realised when it comes to classic, like you'll be at a rave or something and then a classic will come on and what most people go, oh my God, Hmm. this is a classic, is normally sometimes just three years old. And I think it's because in the electronic music world, electronic music uh, is is produced such a sort of an alarming volume that music can very quickly sort of become out of date out of date and yes. there's always this demand for DJs as well and producers to, to play the latest stuff and unreleased mm. stuff uh, yeah. so you know so it's funny like just that whole classic thing because it's not necessarily old it can just be two years old two and people years, yeah. are going oh that David Greta song is a classic <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean as you said like even the two years old track is it feels like it's 20 years old because Ooh. in a year they I mean like thousands of tracks they're yeah. released 
And yeah, it's, it's faster, well, probably, like the, all the productions yeah. and the Yeah, releases. whereas in the old days, like mm. maybe in a whole year, yeah. uh, 15 to 20 records, mm. and people keep playing with that, and but yeah, it's changed. Yeah. yeah. Music is constantly, constantly evolving. Constantly evolving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, with this statement, so we're going to business now? <laughs> yeah, let's drop okay. the jingle. how to start the conversation with you and then I say like uh, in our episode three no with Ed or episode with Eva uh, you did the opening story and then you were talking about uh, your relationship with music through your mom uh, when she sells her instrument and then you start playing trumpet and everything but um, when do you realize that you wanted to tell stories through music um, really it was from some inspiring producers that inspired me. Um, there's a specific mix, actually. I, I don't know. I can't really t say the link on this, but like, there's a producer called B. Svensson, who I just absolutely love. I've always loved his stuff. Um, but he did this Burning Man mix, and that mix. It was a 2017 mix, but that mix just like I've never experienced music the way that it the peaks and troughs and sort of slowed and, and came about. And it's funny because uh, and there's another DJ that I really like called Mira, who's a Berlin-based DJ. And she's a big storyteller as well with, with her stuff. But I never really got it. I never really heard the stories in her stuff until it was really B. Svensson that opened me up to it. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm hearing it in so many other people's mixes and I, I totally get it. But it was just, I was so fascinated by this one mix and... It was that that inspired me to DJ, and like it was, it was then my approach to DJing wasn't to just slam some tunes on and just sort of like play one tune to the mm -hmm. next kind of thing for the purpose of you know like parties and dancing. Hmm. I started to DJ in my bedroom, and that for me was just my own sort of almost like you'd read a story in bed, wouldn't you, before bed? Before I would bed, DJ yeah. before bed, and I was basically telling my own stories, mm -hmm. bit self indulgent, but like. It was from that mix, and I just wanted to find my own way of telling stories through music. But before DJing, I never really told stories. I guess we all tell stories through music, and even art and stuff. I used to, as a trumpet player, jazz, probably told stories all the time, but didn't think of it that way. Yeah. No. But actively knowledgeable of like wanting to tell stories through music, that came with the DJing side of things. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just... Yeah, that's how it. But done. why down tempo click? Because the thing is, the uh, the the country we're living in now, mm. UK, mm. is mostly people do tech house or house mm. or techno when they want to start a DJ career or want to play. Mm. But down tempo is very unique. Like how you found down tempo the first time that you made made you like okay, I want to play this. Well, I mean, look, I mean, you know, music is subjective, isn't it? But mm. like, down tempo, when I hear it, I just hear that this, it's, it's, it's everything. It's sexy, it's dirty, it's slower, it's, 
it's it's yeah. romantic. It's like it's just it's just it's all these things. And I'm not saying that like up tempo music isn't that. Yeah. You know, um, up tempo music has all of those things in it as well. It just depends what your ear wants to tell you. You're hearing. That's what subjectiveness is. But um, it just grabbed me. You know, and from from more mixes I was listening to, I was just like whoa what what is this and i guess as well because it's more spaced out so there's more stuff can be thrown in there as instruments and sounds it feels like it's fuller with stuff that's not necessarily true again it's subjective Hmm. but why down tempo because there was just something i heard in it that just felt like it just resonated with me i guess it just resonated and you know instead of sort of like um, I'm someone that likes to just follow my gut with a lot of things and do what I sort of want to do. And I was thinking from from a public DJing perspective, is it a good idea to box yourself into down temping down tempo mm. when there's no actual real scene for scene it here as such? Yeah. But um, I just really thought I'm going to stick with this because this is this is me and you know the result of it is is someone like you guys discover me and you've actually given me a platform to be able to actually live out that rather than having to conform for the purpose of what gets the most gigs or jobs you know i mean mean, well thanks that you chose down tempo and we discovered you i mean also i second to that like the feeling you said maybe Mm. not same as yours i mean i remember the first down tempo set i listened it was yours you played uh, at one of our friends, Orla. Mm. I mean, uh, I was check- going through SoundCloud and I found you in a suggestion. I mean, I didn't mm. even know who you are at that time. Yeah. And uh, I start to listen. I was like, what is this music? I felt a bit of folklore, then um, tribal, bit of bossa nova, I'm not sure, <laughs> or jazzy feeling, also mm. melodies. And I was like, wow. I mean, up-tempo is like, I mean, the way I see now, it's like um, unleashing energy. Energy. Yeah. And down-tempo, I felt like, wow, first of all, slower is the better in every <laughs> sense. But, and then, I mean, I start to feel like, wow, you can, you can really do whatever. I mean, you can navigate yourself through the music the way you want. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny you saying that because I remember when you were listening to... To his set, yeah, and then um, there is um, sometimes when I when Ringo plays on set at home or whatever, and there is one track or that I say that I just decide in that moment like oh, I love this and mm. I will check. I want to know what track that was now. <laughs> no, it's been like I was. I, I, he was. Let's play it now. Forget the podcast. <laughs> Let's play it right now. Come on. Yes, I remember. I also remember a situation. I think I was in the kitchen. You were in the living room playing mm. um, the set, and then. Um, By the way, I played second time in a row. One after I said, "Like, wow, this guy yeah. is amazing." Then you drop a wicked game by uh, Chris Isaac, and I was and I went and I went to the living room. Yeah. What is this? What's this guy? Yeah, that, <laughs> that is a good tune as well, the original, but also obviously the, the remix version of that. Yeah, I mean, look, down tempo invokes like different feelings for everyone. As you say, Ringo, you might not have the same feelings, but what I love about it is it's just such a expressive, eclectic form yeah. of electronic music, and I just yeah, I just love it. But I think since um, we we listen that set, that we start to say like, 
this really interesting like and it's something that we really love and like and mm. uh, it's like we start to think like maybe we can introduce it into our brand as well yeah. and then obviously we start to get closer to you and everything and mm. all this our journey change but yeah regarding this like um when we made our promo for the down tempo edition and then you start the promo with like um tempo music yeah, it's a techno music uh, pitch down, but it's definitely not a dance music. Mm. And then we're laughing about that. Mm. It's true because a lot of people that may think that down tempo is just music to put in a hotel lounge or in a chill bar. That is yeah. something you have in the background, but you don't really listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what do you think that is special and it deserves as well to have like a space in a way? Yeah, like, I mean, and that's the thing. I, I've I've heard that line a lot. The whole sort of like down tempo is just for chilling. It's definitely mm. not dance music. And look, a vast majority of it is for sure a lot mellower, and it's good for like after parties mm. and stuff like that. Definitely warming up the night. But um, anyone that says that really hasn't um, listened to enough down tempo mm. because there is some down tempo that is so chunky and heavy and wild even though it's down tempo that you just can not not dance to it do you know what i mean yeah. um but you know uh yeah i forgot your question actually what was it what what do i <laughs> no yeah like what 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 you would say with these people no and what do you oh, yeah. think is special like well, well i mean look I, I i to those people i wouldn't even say anything sort of like bad like <laughs> open your eyes mate like you know <laughs> down tempo is cool again music is subjective but um i understand where they're coming from it's just um i just think there definitely needs to be a lot more of a sort of like um the person needs to listen to more down tempo well, to yeah. feel it um and and that's cool and that's what i like why i also like to dj it because i i like to the idea of opening people's eyes to the potential of a downbeat, you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, the fact that, you know, this is a techno track that is pulled apart, and when you pull that techno track apart and you, you stretch it, there's more space to fill in with other instrumentation, instruments that you can sort of, like, create another impact, whether it's an extra hi-hat going... Tick, 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 tick. I mean, that was probably not down tempo, but anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can't beatbox, so, <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about um, Mira and uh, um, the other producer. Lee Spencer. Yeah. Uh, but there is other artists that make us fall in love with down tempo, like Stavros or. Asif Pauli. Kerala Das. Yeah, I mean, Stavros are just special because, you know, they're a band and they're a live act and yeah. they're electronic <laughs> as well. And. I've seen Stavros live uh, twice now, and I mean the energy they bring with their instruments and like you know the, the main guy saxophone, it's just, just so good. Just true musicians, you know what I mean? And they've really bridged that gap between um, you know electronic, electronic and, and, and the organic. You organic, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's um, and anyone that has never heard of Stavros, like it might sound like it's just one person because it's a name, Stavros. <laughs> but if you haven't checked them out insanely good music whoa yeah yeah no it's not me. i mean and then i'm sure they will change their opinion about down yeah. tempo no it's uh, i can't wait to see them as well this we're going no this winter no, actually yeah we're going together yes we are yeah, 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 yeah really yeah, excited yeah. about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay so we talk about the down tempo project now then 
Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go for it. So we we all know like how down tempo uh, were introduced in our life, mm. and uh, since we met you, your music, at that that gave me a thought in my head like, okay, first it's not about business like oh just just add it well it, it was a it was about a creating a platform i mean i saw this like there is no one is doing in london that much it's not many promoters and i felt like why don't we merge it together and let's see what happens so yeah this is how we started the down tempo and yeah now um after a couple of gigs we did and it turned out works really well and now we're going to a very special down tempo gig in September. Yeah. Um, and and you're thanks excited. to you because <laughs> because you are the one who is doing everything that that's why I call it call it crisis man <laughs> of A to J. Like No, it's really exciting. Yeah, like um 5th of September, can I say the date? I don't know. No, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really exciting, like, you know, um, your first proper down-tempo gig. It's a day party, it's on a Sunday. Hopefully the sun shines. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter because it's in a great venue which has got a roof. Yeah. But, um, no, I was was just so chuffed that you wanted me to be a part of organizing that event you know I've, I've booked the artists obviously with quite a bit of help from you guys on a business sort of perspective yeah. but like you know um, actually communicating with the agents has been a really amazing experience for me um, and, and just sort of like the fact that again I, I look right back to when I started the DJ and I was just like oh is down tempo sort of the right route because you know there's not a big scene it's like to think that there's two people here that run this amazing brand called April to July that have believed in me, not only enough to want me to DJ on their events, but they're like, F it, let's have a <laughs> let's have a down tempo day party as yeah. well. And you know, we've got some incredible, incredible acts mm. uh, booked for that who for me are also personal sort of like inspirations. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, yeah. I got to choose you gave me the option to choose who i wanted to to play and i'm I mean, like I think, whoa i think it have all the sense like if if we get more into down tempo uh because of you i mean we couldn't obviously don't tell you like let's do this together no? yeah you inspired us man so publicly when i say thank you it's well, not only for down tempo music in many other aspects of a to j like uh, you know, like you. Well, you change our game. Yes, as well, and you, you met someone amazing. So, <laughs> well, in a, in I mean, art <laughs> is an inspiration. We're yeah. all inspiring each other, aren't we? I'm not going to get all airy fairy here, but we're all inspiring <laughs> each other with all of the things that we do, and that's just how it should be. That's how like friendship should be, business should be. If we can just like all inspire people, great, and that's what we're doing. So it's uh, it's it's magnificent. Yeah, but can't wait for fifth of September. September yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mum and dad are going to be coming to that as Whoa. well. So. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I'll be expecting two free guest lists for my parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just leave it that yeah, publicly, so you as cannot as say. Proof. Yeah, send it now. It's on, it's on microphone. <laughs> oh boy! Okay, so, so yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? Like, if we are, I mean, if this one goes, I'm I'm sure it will be really good. Are we carrying on? 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. definitely, and obviously it's it's uh, it's your choice on that. But um, I guess we've got to see how successful the event mm-hmm. is. Like down tempo is something, as you've said, it's not exactly like it's like heated music genre on the scene. But who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it could be it could be a real successful one. And if so, then yeah. you know there's other acts as well that we've been chatting to um, that you know are interested uh, that couldn't make it on this event. Who mm-hmm. are you know? equally just as epic as the ones we booked and hopefully we we can do another one actually it's funny by the way because i'm i don't prep my set this far in advance but um there are tunes that i'm building for for that event and it's (laughs) funny that your intro is like you know about some of the classics and um there is there is a particular song actually that grabbed me the other day that was a an old school not old school it's a Daft Punk song actually so that's okay. giving away a bit too much but like oh my god I was like I've got to slip this one into my set at some oh, point so I'm building up some surprises you know what I mean if I can and you know hopefully it'll create a nice vibe for the audience which is why a DJ does it you know? yeah well, well there definitely is, we don't have any no doubt about, about it, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well I mean the thing is we, we, we must carry on because look hey, I, I mean even if it's the first time there are, there are uh, some events like maybe in the first go we won't we, we won't uh, get the success we want but if we carry on yeah it will build up that's the thing yeah. not everything as they say like success doesn't happen overnight does Nobody it yeah. so you know yeah. like first event I mean if you think back to your first ever event ever did it go well you know maybe I didn't know you guys back then but like probably not as much as you wanted it to and maybe even the second and the third and the fourth could have not either we used to lose our 100% investment as well in the beginning (laughs) that's that's what success is all about you just gotta keep trying until you're not passionate about it Hmm. then you keep going you know that's yeah, it's part of the journey, you know, and yeah. uh, and I think uh, that's beautiful as well, you know. You learn and then you change things and, yeah, yeah things will work out. Hmm? Definitely. Anyway, so we talked about our Down Tempo project and your down, like the, uh, the way you came to Down Tempo. So we want to ask you your plans as an artist. <sighs> that is a, unfortunately... Not a uh, amazing, effervescent... They're not going to get a great answer for this. <laughs> because um, my plans as an artist, and I know maybe a lot of people might even say this, but like, it's never been to... There's no end goal with this. There just, there just isn't. Um, and the reason why is because I've grown up constantly setting myself goals and ambitions with various things like and, and, and that's it's just built into my nature I just I just have been and quite a few of those I've achieved but some of them I haven't achieved or I've, I've achieved them and then not to the standard and then I've failed at them and that's okay because that's what life's about but when I started doing the DJing I set myself I guess it is a goal but I set myself the goal that this is a goalless activity just do it, enjoy it, hmm. and stop putting any pressure. Because when the pressures start to come in, that's when I start, I begin to fail. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just purely said to myself, it started in my bedroom, as DJing, suddenly I'm, I'm playing on some rooftop somewhere, which was actually just a personal party. Then I'm getting actual gigs from people, and I like it like that. 
I'm doing music production at the minute independently, but I'm not putting myself too much pressure that I've got to make certain tracks yeah. and I've got to release it to a label. It's just, you've got to have fun with it. So there's no end goal. Where do I see myself as a musician? Well, I mean, I don't really see myself anywhere. I just, I just want to keep having fun with it. Honestly, it sounds so lame, but like, I just want to no, keep having fun. It's, I think it's true. Sometimes, like, uh, if we set up like a specific goals and for That's diverse circumstances pressure. or whatever, yeah, you yeah. create pressure, but then it can frustrate you as well if you don't reach it when you want, blah, blah. And That's I think it. this is a project that you do it because you love it yeah. you know and and that's it and i think it's going with amazing and, and uh, yeah you're yeah. doing some tracks now or collaborating with other artists with the trumpet and it's yeah. like you know like at the end every artist has their own ways and mm. as far as you find yours is you know i think that's it i mean summed it up there it's, it's that element of the, the the pressure i've done that with so many of the previous other things that i've had as goals and ambitions that music is just so nice for me it's my meditation mm. and if mm. you start bringing pressure which is a technically a negative thing can be positive in some ways but i'm tarnishing it do you know what i mean and it's 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 not it's not what i want to do with music so i'm just i'm kicking back and i'm letting it be a passion thing it doesn't matter to me if it all just shrivels up tomorrow i'll still dj in my bedroom you know what yeah, i mean yeah <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter we'll like, lose it, of course yeah. mm. Okay, I think we reached the time of our random question section. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready for random questions, although they mm. scare me, random questions. But like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Numero uno, what is your guilty pleasure song? Oh, what is the guilty pleasure song? <laughs> um... Guilty pleasure song. Hang on, I need a tiny moment to think about this. Oh, I know <laughs> this is on. meant to be TikTok, quick fire, TikTok, isn't it? TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Where should you have me? Guilty pleasure song. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't even know if it is that guilty pleasure, to be honest. It's got to be either Michael Jackson's Black or White. Whoa. <laughs> or Billy Jean. Or Billy Jean. But it's not that guilty, because Michael Jackson is nah. like, epic. Okay, yeah. maybe I should go more cheesy. Yeah. Oh, now I know. Which one? Scrap that, scrap that. No, it's definitely this. Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Whenever that comes on, I am all over that. I'm all over it. What about what about that uh, down tempo of uh, that song? In oh, the- like a remix. Yeah, yeah. Could that that idea, could work. Yeah. I think if you sampled a few elements of it and then played around with the sound dramatically, it would definitely be a good song. Okay. Yeah. I will be waiting for that drop. Eh? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay. We know that you have a very interest, interesting past as a dancer. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's coming. So, between two of the most iconic dance scenes in movies, mm. what will you choose to recreate? One. Uma Thurman and John Travolta twist on Pulp Fiction, or Patrick Swice and Jennifer Grey last scene on Dirty Dancing. I'd go for the Uma Thurma... yeah. Thurman. Sorry. Yeah, I, I would do say that as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction is just such a badass movie, and also Uma Thurman do fancy her quite a bit, and just <laughs> in general, just like yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. By the way, you need to do this. You need to recreate this scene. 
My dancing days are over, all right? I was Disco Champion of Wales in 2001. Ian and, Roll. And after that day, I'm now retired Welsh Disco Dancing Champion. I said that myself. No more splits, no more split jumps, no more worms, caterpillars, or whatever they're called. Done. Shame, shame. Mm. Okay, so the next stop is the cushion that our previous guest left for you. Oh, right. It was by Guzzi. Yeah. So it is. If you have to decide what you rather have, three kids or a rusty boat? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Guzzi, three kids or a rusty boat? Yeah. yeah. Like as if both of those are the worst things in the world. And they're <laughs> no, actually you not. say like they're uh, probably the same expensive. Like oh, right. fix our Yeah, and, and probably the same amount of maintenance in terms of just like <laughs> consuming of your life. Um, I, I honestly would rather have a rusty bow. I think it's just where I am in my life at the minute. Like, uh, uh, three kids would bother me big time. I love kids, but just not that much. And a rusty bow, it's kind of quirky, you know, like play some down tempo on yeah. it, like a boat party. Boom, yeah, boat parties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rusty boat. Rusty boat, it is. And uh, now it's your time to leave a random question for our next guest. Yeah, make it harder, man. Um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. So, okay, I do have, I do have a question. I don't know if it is hard, although it probably is quite hard actually. Um, it's something I love food. I'm a big food lover, and I t- kind of like to ask people this question a lot. Anyway, basically, if you had to choose just three foods to live on for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oof, only yeah. three. Only Oof. three. What yeah. would you do? Yeah, no? why should we reply? It's for the next guest now. Oh, come on. No. So if you, if you only had to live on three foods, mm. three uh, food items for the rest of your life, what would they be? Well, definitely. Three full items or three meals? Three. This is different. No, so... Food Three. items, so like you can't choose a Big Mac as one because that's got about probably 12 food items in there. Ah, so lettuce, I cannot say salt. croquetas because it's like made of. Okay, now, mm. yeah, I need to sort of rethink. Now, okay, you're allowed three physical, yeah, food items, so croquetas is fine, yeah. Okay, so croquetas. So, okay, a Big Mac is fine as well, technically, then. Okay. Okay. So, so okay. you guys going to actually answer it yourself? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will say croquetas, tortilla de patatas, that's allowed. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm really Spanish, I think gazpacho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three <Okay>. total Spanish <laughs> Two of which I've, oh, three of which, all of which I've eaten that you've yeah. cooked before, which yeah. are amazing by the way. Why you so. leave just on that? I mean, yeah, well, of course. I mean, for me, I mean, definitely biryani. I mean, I love biryanis. <laughs> uh, and then ceviche. I mean, oh. I, I, I have, I know oh, it's like true. not very available, but I have a strong attachment to this dish. I mean, I really love, I love, love it, the texture and everything. Mm. And the third one, it will be a shawarma. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Nice. yeah it's interesting both all of your food things you've gone for sort of like um not full meals as such ish mm. but like you know sides or whatever fully cooked stuff but my three i mean i don't know if i'm allowed to say yeah, yeah go ahead. 
they would actually be, I, I would consider my health in mind. <laughs> and, and, what, and what I can... This is actually, not fair. You should have yeah. tell us before. No, but like, I, it's, <laughs> the point of this question is, it's an interesting one because it says a lot about a person in terms of what they might choose. choose They're yeah. not thinking of health with that in mind. They're thinking, oh, gloriousness, blah, 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 blah. But like, if someone said, these three foods, are gonna, you're going to have to survive off them then you probably would choose different foods, wouldn't you? You'd probably choose a different food from every food group. Anyway, I would choose avocado, um, feta cheese, and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you love that little shoot now. Hey, yeah. there's a reason I've got a 12-pack under here. You know I mean? yeah. so, <laughs> no, I've lost it. Oh, my God. I've got a six-pack now, but yeah. Okay. okay, okay. I think this is the perfect... Uh, Thing to say goodbye so mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you uh ian to come into the podcast today and uh, share your journey and uh, the down tempo love that we'll have and uh yeah i mean can't wait to actually back to the dance floor and yeah. dance some of those things it's been amazing thanks so much for having me guys i i'm, I'm so glad and also once again very pleased that i'm the first face-to-face yeah person this is a, absolutely a special episode yeah. with a special person yeah. Bring it on, bring on the summer. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much and this is the end of our sixth episode with a very special person our storyteller Fabian. So by now you know already our intention that we will be uh, bringing more down-tempo vibes, which is starting from this year. Uh, so yeah, hope to see you there with our journey. Also, I want to say sorry, because when I was uh, introducing our storyteller, I laughed. Uh, I couldn't stop because it felt like um, I was um, introducing like myself, like, hi, this is Ringo, you know, because he's, he's, he's one of our own and uh, yeah, it, it, it was just like a funny moment. You get a bit nervous because he was in the room. <laughs> yeah, well, what can I say? <laughs> he said it all. Uh, so yeah, and you can um, listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor. You choose your favorite platform, sit and relax, and we'll bring you the stories. And the summer tales are closer than ever. Uh, we really hope that the good news keep coming on our way this month and we can really enjoy our second of July geek uh, secret location. Stay tuned in our socials. Yeah, with Guzzi, Ubik, Lorraine. Lorraine, Nairo and Fabian. Yeah, so hopefully you all can join us and uh, we can finally dance together. Yeah, all the information is available on our socials. So until the next month, have a lovely day. Ciao, bye-bye. Soundcheck and Stories, a podcast by April to July. Lie, 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 lie.